McNulty stunning for Emilio to get up above Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty cut back for Roberts. It's Gary Roberts from Bosby. Bosby are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Mark McNulty, but a good chance by Doyle for McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty oh, short yes. for Bosby. Smashes it past McCormack. One by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Bosby. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton. There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe. Nonchalant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it. Pompey are champions. They won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances. The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce. Proud to be Pompey. Well done, my fans, and one's PO4 cast episode 187. Well, today we're getting stuck into the new transfer news, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Ed Walker, EFL Pundit. How are you today, Ed? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be happier if Burton announced something in response to what's leaving, but yeah, I'm all right yourself. Hope you're okay yourself. It's, it's nice weather this time of year, so you can't complain too much about that. No, exactly. It's a bit of a, it's a nervy time, isn't it? You see all fans on Twitter going out there thinking, are we going to get the sort of players we want? Or, you know, are the management and recruitment team going to come through? And you've got quite a lot of players, haven't you, on a general chat quickly about Burton, who who are out of contract? Yeah, um, there's currently eight under contract. There's a number of have been offered new deals. Um, one of them, of course, we, we're missing out on it. The news from Andrew Moon appears to be true. So busy summer ahead. I mean, the window's just open today. We're doing this Wednesday the 14th, of course. So technically... Transfer started now, a silly season as they call it, with all these rumours and all these transfers coming through. It's going to carry through into um, end of August and obviously pre-season starts in July. And I think it's because we're kind of two weeks out. People are kind of getting a bit iffy about whether we're going to have enough, but I'm patient. I'm sure it'll all come through towards the end. Yeah, massively. And the reason I've um, got you on to have a chat today is of the news that Andrew Moon broke that Connor Shaughnessy is going to be signed for Portsmouth primarily a centre-back, but also can play in a sort of holding midfield role. Just before we get into the sort of nitty-gritty of him, what are your, what's your take on what sort of player Pompey are getting? Jornacy is someone I, I I really think has got it in to just become a really valuable squad player. I think um, he's had it's his second spell with Burton that's coming to an end now. He originally came in, if I remember right, he was on loan from Leeds United. It's the club that he came through at. Um, that was when Nigel Clough was manager. So we're going back to before COVID here. And I always quite liked him. He was playing at the back. He was a bit of a ball player on the right side of the fence. Someone who liked using the switch to play every now and then. And I was just quite disappointed that his loan spell came to a quite premature end because that was the 1920 season when everything came to a premature end because of COVID and the season stopping early. And he went on. He went on to Rochdale, I think, had a season there. Was mostly playing in midfield to them. Probably not that popular with the Dale fans as part of a team that got relegated, comes back to Burton, spends two seasons here. Really good season last, um, 21-22. Had a good goal output there, playing a defence. Had an injury impact this season, so I think he's only made maybe half of the appearances compared to last season, but still gone and contributed when he's returned. And got the opener in the win over Barnsley in April, which is probably his big highlight from this season, just gone. And it's interesting, isn't it? Some fans tend to look at the last season, look at stats from that season, mm. and I think he had 14 starts, um, 18 sort of appearances overall. But when you're looking at a recruitment model, I think you've got to look back a bit further. I think it was under Bieksa, wasn't it? He came through in Leeds. That must have been the time from there. 
but then going forward from there, you look at his, his performances with, with yourselves before this season. Do you think that the injury situation is going to be something that is something that could be reoccurring? I know Pompey fans are looking at the likes of Clark Robertson, who's been who's been let go effectively and not re-signed, and he had all kinds of injury issues plaguing him. And I think the alarm bells sometimes go off with players who who Pompey have picked up over the years who've got quite troublesome injury records. I'm not too familiar with Shaughnessy's injury record. I mean, that there was this period here which was very unfortunate. Probably the big frustration with Shaughnessy really was actually more his own thought and partly the team's thought was him second game of the season, first time game of the season against Bristol Rovers. He gets sent off within a minute. I can't remember exactly what incident thought. I think he pulls down Aaron Collins or something like that. I, was, I mean, Burn at the start of last season were just a complete disaster. They were losing games before our time even finished. So that wasn't great for him. Um, I'm not too familiar with his injury record across the entire campaign. I'd hope it's not something that persists because he's undoubtedly a valuable player to have, but I feel like it's it might not be one you want to be fully dependent on the back if there is to be an injury record in place there. I think Andrew Moon mo- mentioned that Pompey's still after Deshaun Bernard, who's been mm-hmm. uh, who's not signed up for Man United. Yeah, I like and- him. We're very, very public, I suppose, in our in our pursuit for him. And Andrew Moon came out and said that this is not a either or situation. You know, Pompey need more than one additional new centre back. And I think you mentioned him being a good squad rotation player, and I think that's where he'll fit in. Obviously, he'll get the the chance to to start as everyone does in the summer, but. Mm. I think for us, he's he's got the ability to play in several positions. You know, he's still a good age, for instance. From that perspective, it looks like quite a good signing. Yeah, when I say squad option, what I kind of mean is that I, you're not going to put him as one of your key figures when the season's done, is my understanding. If, if he contributes towards a playoff side, a promotion winning side, whatever you're doing in the season, he'll have played his part, but I don't think he'll be the standout. You know, he won't be like um, Colby Bishop, for instance, who's been seen as so key with his his goal output on top, or even someone like Marlon Pack, maybe if he teaches in midfield still again. So, yeah, he definitely will, I think, add some value. I think I've said this before when I saw the tweet. It's um, I still think I prefer him at the back to midfield. It just seems more practical for him. He's a really good size. I think he's six foot five, towering presence. Someone great to have on the end of set pieces. You do have a decent set piece threat. And when, then when you put him into midfield, I don't think it works as well when he's required to like kind of receive it on the turn and go. He's not that kind of player. He'll, he'll play it out from the back if needs to be, but if, if he's not one of those who's going to pick the ball up in midfield, carry it through into the next third. He's not as so much of a ball carrier, a bit more of a ball player, I'd say. And as far as defending goes, in mm. I was looking at some of his stats. Um, I got this from from Otto, but he was saying like a fifty three percent tackle percentage. Does he find it difficult in one on one situations with players with pace? Um, the way Burton play, you you don't tend to, I think, try to avoid getting isolated as much as you can. I the standout for me would Sean see in my favourite game. I mean, we went to Bolton season before last, um, nil-nil draw. That was on a Monday night live on Sky, and he was absolutely outstanding. We were quite deep, admittedly, trying to hang on for a lot of that. But he was just on the end of every single cross, every single delivery that came away. So because I think he plays in the centre and most of if he goes out wide, it's more going to be right side of back three. I think he's someone who can operate a right back and needs to be, but I wouldn't play him out there. He wouldn't find him in a lot of 1v1 situations. He's he's quite a... It, the physical presence he provides, I think, really makes him suitable for dealing with crosses. I don't know. There's not a lot of situations I find I can think of really where he's been caught in one-on-one situations, to say. It's almost like he's sort of 
coming in under the more the Sean Raggett mould of defender that we've got mm. at the back then. That sort of physical, good in the air, dominant sort of player who, who can play forward a little bit. Because I think Pompey fans are a little bit worried about the fact that we, we tried to play a bit further up the pitch, try and control the ball in the opposition half. And then we were getting hit on the break. And before Riley Towler came in, especially, you had, you know, Clark Robertson, Sean Raggett, and people were just sliding balls in behind us and we were getting caught out for pace. So in a system where you are playing higher up the pitch, do you think that could be a, an issue? Um, I'm not sure because I'm not really seeing him in that kind of situation that much. Uh, the feeling is that he's he's not slow by any means. He's got a, a decent level of mobility, should we say, kind of maybe a bit more than what you'd expect from someone of his size. But I don't really think of many situations where I've seen Burton operate with a high line. I mean, they were operating with a high line um, at the start of the new year, which was proving unsuccessful. But I don't think Sean C was even available to be part of the team at that point. So I can't really put that down to him. So don't really think of much experience with it, really. It's quite difficult for us to understand what Moose wants to do from a tactical perspective, because mm. this is the real, the first proper take he's had at actually rebuilding the squad. Obviously, Pompey fans know we need a lot more pace up front and in and around Colby Bishop. And, you know, we're looking at the likes of, even creative-wise, you know, the likes of White, Gavin White and stuff like that, and just some more direct runners to get around Colby Bishop. You know, if that does happen, it might be that we play a little bit the ball a bit quicker up the pitch and then try and utilise those players to sort of to press forward, which then we're not sort of trying to control the ball further up. It's a little bit more of a direct attacking style. Um, yeah. which, which wouldn't sort of leave him as exposed at the back, which which probably would fit in well. Um, is there anything in particular else you want to say about him? I know we just popped on to have a quick chat about him. Is there anything that Pompey fans could do with your insight on? I just think, as, as you touched on the thought, I think it's a good age. He's 26 now. He's turning 27 right at the end of this month. So in theory, he should be entering his prime years. I know it doesn't quite work like that with development of play. It's not quite linear where you literally hit a certain age and you get to that peak level. But he was someone I was always quite impressed with with Burton. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't actually aware that he was out of contract. I, th I thought it's kind of when we had side down and found out that it wasn't the case. And uh, it, it's a shame to see him go because he, he's he's not always been available to play, but he's a valuable asset. What was, what was slightly annoying about him, and this wasn't his fault, is that we're a team that's always been quite dependent on the long throw for the last two seasons. And Tom Hamer's normally the guy, our right wing back, who's been playing that. And when Hamer was out, Sean C was the man adopted with that throw, which was annoying when you got your tallest guy taking the throw into the box and it's, you want him on the end of the throw rather than taking it. And that was a bit frustrating at times, but no, valuable player to have, good servant to the club. And, uh, should be a tight little addition for Pompey, I think. I think Messina has done a smart bit of recruitment here getting him in. Yeah, he's going to have to try and wrestle the ball from Marlon Pack if he wants to uh, do the <laughs> long throw GTs. And I don't think Marlon's going to be giving that up. So, um, Freddie... I'd want him on the end of them, so that'd be good. Get yeah. Marlon throwing it onto him. Yeah, Freddie, who's on our podcast, has got an absolute pet hate for the long throw. I think it can be effective. I feel like every team needs has one now, or at least tries to. Yeah, I think, I think teams just... It's about mixing it up, isn't it? I think we yeah. played it for so long that Messina was like, right, what we're going to do now is throw the, the dummy long throw <laughs> and then just try and play it short to Morel or someone like that to, to just try and mix it up a little bit. Obviously, now you've got towels taken away. You know, what are players going to do? Yeah, have got a hand towel taken just away. Just going to dampen side? the shirt. I've just got this theory that's just going to like really dampen the shirts now, something that's going to be... I'm keen to see how the Ethel enforce that because I don't really trust them too. I, I feel like they're not going to be... Well, I just don't trust the ETHL trying to enforce anything is uh, ambitious, should we say. 
Yeah, of course. We we, we see the uh, some of the standards of things that Slipshree say without mm, laying into yeah. you know the poor officials a few times. But um, yeah, that's all right. Well, Ed, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me online. It's um, at Edward underscore W97 or lowercase. I I just ramble on about all things ESL, really. I've been doing League 1, League 2 for a number of years now. I'm delving into the Championship a lot more next season. Uh, obviously, yourselves having John Messina in the background, a former Burton Club captain, a player we really, really admire. So, kind of developed a real soft spot for Pompey next season. Let's hope we can do something better than eighth this time, because I feel like you've been eighth for the last six years. You've been in League 1 or somewhere around that bracket. You've got to hope so, and and even for the teams who are trying to press for you know at least the top six. And well, it's an it's an interesting league at, one this year, yeah, because yeah. the three we lost three very strong sides. The three that are coming down, maybe outside of Blackpool, are not in a good state. Reading and Wigan are in a really difficult position at the moment. So there's definitely an opening here for one of that top half brackets yourselves, maybe Lincoln, maybe Wickham, depending on how they recruit to go and make a proper push next season. Definitely, yeah, massively. I, I mean. I, it's all going to come down to recruitment and the management are saying the right things now. I do trust Rich Hughes to have a bit more of a mm. sort of data-driven approach as well as um, just sort of picking players that he knows from from wherever it seems. And he did a good job building a squad at Forest Green, ultimately leaving. And, you know, we know they got relegated, but I think he's done some smart pickups over over the years and selling players on from the likes of Ibu Adams or whoever it is on to, to better things and, you know, using that money to reinvest. Yeah, I've just got one question to you, Hugh, really, before we go. go. Um, what Tuesday night is Burton Portsmouth going to be again? Because we're always Tuesdays against each other. I can't remember the last weekend we had. Pencil it in for February for you guys. Oh, almost definitely. <laughs> Valentine's week week or something like that again. Let's try and have it at the end of the season so uh, we can have a nice beer in the harbour, Ed, and just uh, and relax after the game. I'd like, I'd like it if it was a bit more sunny out, yeah, in the evenings. That'd be good. Yeah, well, rather than the blustery wind for yeah. the sailor blowing, blowing yeah. through your hair. <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you so much for the podcast. I'll let you go. You know, it's the middle of the day and you've jumped on and I'm supposed to be working as well. So um, we'll be back on to talk about with someone else, one of the new signings. And the next one up is Will Norris. But until then, play up on bit. You have been listening to the PO Forecast for Pompey News Now. Available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow PO Forecast and Pompey News Now on Twitter for more information. And there is the full-time whistle!